Welcome to the astonishing and unexpected adventures of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker! Last time on Ace Tucker Space Trucker. I've been manipulating you from the start, leading you to Earth, keeping you on task with Elvis's supposed astral projections. That was me in control of your ship's hollow projectors. The Elvis impersonators, me again. Feigning ignorance while I was disguised as Agent Calhoun, all to help string you along to recover the time machine. <sighs> So, Ace Tucker, Space Trucker, how are we gonna get out of this mess? We can't. We're stuck in this cage and that shiny ass has control of my ship. Oh, come on. Hey, Ivan, what are you doing over there in the corner? You know how I can use my cybernetic implants to make a spike to jack into the computer systems? Yeah, I'm using that spike right now to peel up part of the floor. The future has not changed. The death of Elvis Presley has done nothing to alter the timeline. Next stop, Earth, Tupelo, Mississippi, January 7th, 1935. To make sure I erase him from history, I will kill Elvis Presley before he is ever born. I'm going to try and jack into a low-level subsystem of Betty's neural network. Yeah, well, I'm gonna help. You guys did it! Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, given the lack of industrialized sprawl and major pollution, I'd say we were definitely somewhere in the early 20th century of Earth. We're hovering over Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, I'm guessing in the early 1930s. Oh, Jesus! As Ivan, Hank, and April pour over the computer data, AC's gray goo dripping out of the garbage recycler. Guys, guys! What? Ew, what is that? Those are Elvis's nanobots. That is a robot? Not just one robot, hundreds of thousands of tiny microscopic robots. Ace, put your hands on those damn bots. Do it now. If you missed the last two episodes, you best go back and listen now. Cause some serious horse pucky went down. The Shining Man killed Elvis and dumped his body in a garbage recycler. Then, used the caddy's time drive to travel back to the day before Elvis was born, with the intention to kill the king of rock and roll before he was ever born. Pretty sick, right? I tell you what, that shiny man is a level 10 a-hole. Thankfully, the tiny nanobots that Elvis had coursing through his veins escaped 
and at this very moment are waiting to interface with another human being and kick some ass. And you guessed it, the man for the job is good old Ace Tucker. Oh, what? How's this gonna work? They're just swirling around on the floor in front of me. But wait, it's like they're reaching out to me when I get close. Go put your hand on those bots, Oh, Do it now. Okay, I'm bending down now. Yeah, the nanobots just shot into Ace's hand. Nobody touch him. The interface process takes a few seconds. Right now, every cell in his body is filling up with pure damn rocket fuel. He probably feels like he's gonna explode with the fury of a thousand nuclear bombs. Man, what a rush that must be. His body is shivering, but his face looks so calm and peaceful. Yeah, Elvis always described it like a jolt of adrenaline raging through his body while making him feel all zen and serene at the same time. The bots don't just beef up your muscles, they supercharge your brain too. Dude's probably high as a kite right now. Um, Ace, are you feeling all right? Ivan, buddy, I feel great, yeah. Jesus, man, you look like you're ready to take on the world. I don't think I've ever seen a smile that big before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me at this shiny jerk. The nanobots did a great job repairing the years of abuse Ace had inflicted upon himself. Almost instantly, those tiny little boogers started restoring burnt-out neurons in Ace's noggin. Ace didn't realize how clouded and confused his mind was until they set up shop in his cerebral cortex and started dusting out the cobwebs. It was like the mental equivalent of hearing sound after pulling wads of cotton from your ears. But it was short-lived. See, the nanobots move around Ace's body, enhancing and repairing things on an as-needed basis. And Ace just jumped out of Betty from 40,000 feet in the air. and the nanobots rushed away from Ace's brain and into his cardiovascular system to prevent a cardiac arrest. Now, old Ace Tucker had a good reason for jumping out of Betty, or at the time it seemed like a good idea, since they were still locked out of a majority of Betty's computer systems, they couldn't land the ship. Ivan had to settle for accessing her inventory system and convincing it Ace was a crate of Bordarian cheese past due for delivery. Before leaping into the sky, Ace made use of the added brain power from the nanobots to calculate all the variables, and he concluded Ivan's supposition was sound. But once Ace tasted the open air some 40,000 feet above the ground, those nanobots flooded away from his logic centers. And sheer terror took over. Yo! Oh, okay, jeez. Finally, the grappling beam grabbed me. Jesus, that was terrifying. Huh, looks like I'm above Tupelo, Mississippi. 
I hope Ivan got the coordinates right. I don't have time to go house to house. He said he'd put me down in front of the house Elvis is going to be born in tomorrow. The shiny man should be there. I hope I'm not too late. There. Man, it's good to be on the ground again. Now to search for- Whoa! Yow! Whoa! The nanobots are enhancing my visual perception. I can see each individual laser blast as clear as day. You'll miss me. Miss me again. Yeah, this tree should provide some cover. You should have left well enough alone, Tucker! By coming here, you have opened yourself up to annihilation! You are no longer special, Mr. Tucker! Your status as a time abrasion will be moot after I erase Elvis Presley from the timeline by killing his pregnant mother! mother, mother, mother. Now there was something in the way the shiny man said mother that really got under old Ace Tucker's skin. Maybe it was the fact he never knew his own mother. Somehow the pain of that absence added to it all. Like the threat against Elvis's mother was a threat against all mothers on the planet. His planet. Ace's sense of abandonment had always overshadowed everything in his life. But now, with the future of humanity hanging in the balance, he felt different. The short time he spent in Memphis had changed him. Interacting with other humans had enriched him in ways he couldn't explain. As Ace hunkered down behind that tree, a sense of spiritual connectedness bloomed within him. He relished the feeling of Earth's cool atmosphere filling his lungs. He delighted in the comforting stability of her native gravity, anchoring him to the ground. He finally felt he belonged somewhere, like his life finally had purpose and meaning. And here was this shiny all threatening to it all up. Not on my watch, damn it! Time for some action, Ray Ray! Take this, you shiny weed! Huh? Oh, damn it! I must have hit the power dial! It's set at level one. Oh man, that's presentation mode. Not even enough power to cook a wet noodle. Damn it. <laughs> you really are a piece of work, aren't you, Mr. Tucker? Now some of you with squeamish constitutions might want to mute this next part. <laughs> Ow! My hand! A flash of supercharged light explodes in Ace's hand. Sending Ace's fingers flying through the air. The energy around the bits of flesh continue to pulse and crackle as they vaporize into nothingness. Ace drops to the ground clutching what used to be his hand. Pain like he's never experienced shoots up from the mangled stump and radiates throughout his body. His non-hand is pure fire. A series of venomous explosions rip through him like his whole arm is shoved in a meat grinder 
with a trillion tons of dynamite for teeth. The nanobots try to head off the pain by activating his pituitary gland and flooding his system with endorphins. But it isn't nearly enough. The serene feeling of being able to take on the world was gone. In its place was the sheer terror of knowing he was about to die. The only good thing he barely has enough brain power to notice is that the laser blast cauterized his hand stump. At least he wasn't gonna bleed to death. Not yet, anyway. Now if you'll excuse me, I have a date with destiny. He's walking away toward the Presley house. Oh, I gotta do something. Damn, this hand hurts, but I gotta get up. Wait a minute. Is that fried chicken? Yeah, there's wisps of smoke coming out of that chimney. Maybe I can sneak around the back and... Ace takes off running mid-thought. The shiny man's back is turned and Ace stays low as he snakes to the back of the house. Ace tries his best to ignore the pain. Instead, he breathes in the fried chicken scented air and thinks about the pure joy of eating delicious, delectable, crispy fried chicken at the KFC in Memphis way back in episode three. The scrumptious scent activates Ace's memory, specifically on what April said about how they made fried chicken back in the olden days. Before, they used to do it the old-fashioned way with big-ass skillets and oil on a stovetop. Big-ass skillets and oil on a stovetop. And oil on a stovetop. On a stovetop. Just a minute. I move slow in my condition. Oh, no. The shiny man's at the front door. I gotta work fast. Hopefully, the back door is unlocked. There. I'm in. Thank goodness no one is in here. Elvis's mother is going for the front door. She can't see me back here in the kitchen. Gotta work fast. There it is, on top of the wood-burning stove. A large cast iron skillet filled with frying chicken bathed in roiling, crackling cooking oil. Just like the old-fashioned method April talked about before they had the pressure fryers. Well, land sakes, I'm coming. Oh my. Good evening. Gladys. 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 Who? Who are you? What do you want? Don't worry. This will all be over very shortly. Try to relax. Mm. <laughs> Whoa! Well, I gotta, I gotta get that skillet. Ah! Damn, it's hot! 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 Take boiling oil to the face, you shiny freak! Huh? It's melting his face off! Gross! Ace checks on Gladys Presley. And once he's satisfied she is okay and just passed out, he sprints out of the front door to find the shiny man lying in a lifeless heap. Ew! Man, his face is a melted train wreck! Ugh! But I gotta know if he's still alive. Better check for a pulse. Wait, what's that above us? 
Whoa! That's Betty! Ivan must have regained control of her. She's coming in for a landing over in that field over there. Huh, that's weird. Why is no one in the cockpit? Hiya! Oh, right in the nuts! He's running for the ship. He's trying to steal Betty again. <coughs> oh. Well, it looks like old Lace Tucker has passed out. Things look pretty bad. Getting stranded in 1935 is gonna suck something fierce. Not to mention that the shiny man will have the time machine. And oh, oh wait, hey, Ace is getting up. Oh, go get him, Ace. Come back here. Cool, 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 cool. I can make it. I can make it. Come on, nanobots. Beef up my legs. Whoa! Ace leaps through the air and lands on the driver's side door. Just as the shiny man closes it and fires up Betty's engines. Luckily, the window was down, and Ace has something to hang on to. Yo! You lose, Mr. Tucker! I have the time machine! I can return to this point in history time and time again! I will kill unborn Presley! There is no way to stop it! <laughs> Who's that behind me? <laughs> no way, Jose! Ace! Give me a hand! I can pull you in! Yeah! Yeah! Jesus! Are you okay? Shiny man! <sighs> I, uh, Hank and Ivan jumped him. Uh, they're dragging him to the airlock, I think? I think that's what Ivan said. I don't know. They just told me to haul you in. It all happened so fast. Holy <laughs> What happened to your hand? <sighs> shot it off. It hurts like hell, but Betty's med system will be able to grow me a new one. <sighs> Whoa! No Cool! Man, what the hell did he do to the control systems? There's some new software running. Probably what that shiny used to compromise Betty. Okay, uh, this looks like altitude. Um, yeah, we're, we're at a stable hover at 32,000 feet. And it looks like I have internal communication. Um, yup, the intercom looks good. Okay, April, sit here and keep an eye on this readout. If it turns red, call me. Call you? With what, my cell phone? This is an exact replica of a classic semi-push-to-talk CB radio handset. Do you know how to use one of these? Yeah, I've seen enough trucker movies to know you push the little button on the side and talk into the microphone. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> cool. Let me know if anything changes on that readout. Aye, aye, Captain! And try not to touch anything. I don't know what he did to Betty here, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, man. I'm not touching This is way more complicated than my Buick. Okay, just watch the screen and call me if it turns red. Oh, man. Look at all the blood. That's red blood. The shiny man has shiny blood. That's mammal blood. Ivan! Oh, no! Uh, 
Uh, Ivan! Oh man, what'd he do to you? Yeah, me? You look like I feel. Oh yeah, yeah, he cold cocked me, man. He's so fast. Just try to stay still. Yeah, you you gotta get him, Ace. He's going after the time machine. Gonna disconnect from Betty. Cut his losses and escape. Just stay here and rest. I'll stop him. Yeah, how you gonna with only one hand, man? Just stay here. I'll think of something. Uh, Ace? I think we have a little problem up here. Hang on, Ivan. Let me, uh, let me punch the intercom talkback on this computer panel. April, I'm here. What's up? Yeah, that, uh, that screen you had me watch? Well, it changed. Holy Did it turn red? No, not exactly. Cool. Well, if it's not red, then it can't be all that bad. Is the countdown clock that says self-destruct bad? Tune in next time for another installment of Ace Tucker Space Trucker! For access to all the music used in this episode, as well as Ace Tucker Space Trucker merchandise and uncensored versions of episodes, visit acetuckerspacetrucker.com.